Grom. You are listening to Bourbon and Barbarians, an actual play recording presented by the Chromcast. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jog and see if I can follow the trail and okay. kill some people who took them. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. Let's go after him. Let's do it. We'll be out after dark. Screw their curfew. Let's go get him. I've, I'm full of spells. I've got my mace. I've got Payrune. I've got my compatriots. It's our favorite herbologist. Yeah. I was learning body from that guy. (laughs) (laughs) So you all strike out, and you do have a couple, uh, at this point, maybe an hour to to two before uh, before the sun sets and the keep would be closed. But you've elected to strike out east and follow the trail that would would loop around to where you know to be both the chasm as well as the caves of chaos. Uh, As you're moving along, you do... I do if that pack of the uh, herbs is there, I want to take uh-huh. it. I want to snag it like as we move through. Okay, yeah, so it it is there. That was something that was there were there were uh the occasional like the the bushes were strewn about, but the pack like the the the, the burlap sack itself had three or four of the herbs and you could stuff the the, okay. the other bushes in there. So yeah, so you've got a dozen of the the will slain stuffed into the Okay. To the, to the burlap sack. So you can throw that over your shoulder. And so you all, you three uh, hunters, are striking out after Father Zlokovec, and you're you're heading uh, to the east and then to the north along the road that would lead you to the Caves of Chaos. And, and on the occasion, you do see uh, a little bit of blood uh, smattering on flat rocks and whatnot. So it seems like they did come through this area, whoever has taken the Good Father. Let's hunt some Cyclork. <laughs> you get to the point where you know that you should head off to the west into the woods towards the cave. And sure enough, there is a little bit of that blood trail that leads you into the vicinity of the Caves of Chaos. And at this point, you begin to hear the faint call of the first whippoorwill. We're staying out all night, right? Like, this is what we're doing? We're going to rough yes. it? I guess so. We're camping. We're, we're, we're roughing it. Okay. Seems like I way. wouldn't even stop the camp until we can find him. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So you're coming into the forest, and it's, it's twilight. Uh, you've been out here after dark. Rec- recall the first night that you met Alois. It was an after-hours fight with a with a flare beetle yes. uh, and a number of the uh, the little little frog hopper guys. Uh, the bullywogs, as it were. Uh, and so you, you've you been here before, but all the same, it's been at least a few days before you've 
since you've been out here after hours and it's it's ominous right like you like i said there's there's the occasional whippoorwill that's calling uh you can feel the slight rustle in the pine needles above you as as a front's moving through and the wind is a little bit colder uh and it's the end of summer so so things are starting to turn towards fall anyway so uh it's there's some bad juju going on here. You, <laughs> in the failing hours, failing twilight hours, as you get into the the holler here, which has the various caves, you can still make out the occasional uh, blood smattering. But uh, once you get sort of central within the the area where you know that you've you know been into the cobalt and the hobgoblin caves and whatnot, you kind of lose the trail. So where are you going from the central portion within the the, the holler here. Um, we don't know if he's alive or dead. We do know that they do periodically take live captives because that's where we that's found true. Furka. So what if we snuck into the, let me see. I'm going to have to look closely at my notes here, but cave plan okay so what if we went into the uh first cobalt cave that we went to um that was the one where we found furka no it's the second cave that we went to Mm -hmm. and so this is the one with the pit trap uh right at the door and a hallway that goes or a corridor that goes to the right and immediately to the left and if we go to the left there is a uh a waste room. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. So that's yeah. the one. So I don't remember exactly the one uh, out of character, which cave it is. And I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if, uh, if Gustav would remember either. Oh no. Yeah. You, you guys know where that is. And so, okay. so just to refresh y'all's memory, the Northern slope here holds the caves that you've explored. The Southern slope is where, the nasty troll lives and where Faldar fell. Right. So you're sticking to that Northern slope anyway, and sort of coming around the bowl and you know where that cobalt cave was and the pitfall trap like that. That's, that is an area that's known to you. So you could certainly, uh, stake out yourselves there. Uh, or beyond that slightly upslope is another set of caves and i think that's where the hobgoblins were where where you found Furka's chambers like where he was held as captive right like yes. the, the main entrance as opposed yes. to the secret entrance entrance you found yes yeah so and, are you going to the cobalt cave though um yep okay. mm-hmm. that's that's the one and okay. so my thought is that if we give them enough time or if we're quiet enough then maybe we can sneak in there and if um, Zoklovek is alive then maybe he's in the cell where we found Furka or maybe he's in a cell adjacent to that one that's so okay. just so everyone knows what my line of reasoning is <laughs> sounds good to me and if nothing like. else if nothing else then maybe um, maybe we can find a chamber in that cave to hole up for the night it might be a, uh, that we can find a good defensible spot Good idea. Okay. One moment. Yeah, at the very least, maybe we can find somewhere that's like a bottleneck, so if anybody does attack, it's just from one direction. 
Okay, so so the Cobalt Cave does indeed have the pitfall trap. You go in, uh, you find the the refuse room where you were to connect into where Furka Furka's chamber was, uh, and with a little bit of effort, you're able to clear out and 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 look into his chamber. This is all dark, and it does not seem that there's been any activity beyond the giant rats in the Cobalt Cave since your since your past. Uh, uh, time in the caves. Are you are you moving forward into the the holding cells that you investigated uh, where Furka was found? Um, I think Alois, maybe you should go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's because he can see in the dark, right? Like you can see what is coming, and I so and I can use my bow in in dark caves now. This it's is true. true. You you move into the darker regions and and you have uh, dark vision through and through. I mean, it's something that's been dis- described to you as far as what the fey folk, how they might be able to to see things and how the you know the orc and the goblin kind might be able to perceive their environments. You you can see in the dark. It's almost as if. Uh, after a couple seconds of your eyes, like the the rods and cones habituating to the to the darkness, you begin to see things in a grayscale, and and it's you know within just a couple seconds of adapt, adapting to that darker state, you can see quite clearly what's in front of you. Well, I'm gonna tell the guys like stay back with the torch because I don't want I don't want to ruin ruin this night vision that I seem to have. He's got the shinning. <laughs> Don't you mean the shh? Do you want to get sued, boy? <laughs> so you are able to get to the 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 cave, or I'm sorry, the chamber that you knew that Furka was in, and you're able to sort of push the rocks aside and, and slip in there. The uh, the the cell is locked from the other side. Um, is there any way? Can I see? Hmm. Is it a solid door or bars? I don't remember. It is it is like a classic bars like it's a gel cell. Okay, so Can wood door with bars. on the other side? You know, it's it's like uh it's like wrought iron bars with like a cross cross beam sort of like uh uh, uh sort of uh braided through it. So it is it is like, you know, you, you could put your hands up against the bars and if you were if you were like a brownie or some very small creature, you might be able to sort of slip through, right? Uh, or maybe even a small kobold, like you might be able to sort of slip through those areas. <laughs> but as a as a full grown person, you can't you couldn't get through, but it is traditional sort of bars of a jail cell. We we found the keys to this, didn't we? Yeah, you did. You um, can see them. They're ha- they're ha- they're hanging about uh 20, 20 feet or so in front of you. <laughs> oh, we just left him here. Yeah, I don't have him in my inventory, and neither did Furka. So actually, uh, unless no. you guys have him, actually, that's not true. They're not twenty feet in front of you. They are they are out of sight, but you do know that you saw keys to the mm. to the cells there. Okay. Can I? And we left the doors open when we left, didn't we? No, I seem to remember that. Uh, like we no. didn't lock them back up. Well, we came in through this way, and we found Furka, and then we absconded with him out the way we came in. Yeah. You never, you right. never open the, the gel cells. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, I'm going to, can I pick the lock from inside where I'm at? Like reach my hands around and yeah, for sure. You've got thieves <laughs> tools, right? I've got thieves tools. Okay. So. so bust them out. And what's your, uh, what's your lock picking? 30. Do it up. 
52. Okay. So you try, and it's it's just an odd angle. It's not that these locks are, like, super, super nice or anything. I mean, these are these are pretty janky, right? Uh, maybe if you were on the other side sort of working correctly, but you're you're operating blind here. Uh, and and so you just can't get the, the tumblers to, to, to all click into place at the same time. So you try for a good while, but you're just not successful. Do I, looking at the bars, do I think... Um, maybe Yodis could break them? Like, is he big enough? He might be, yep. yeah. I mean, these are big guys. These are big burly dudes you got with you, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my strength is 15, though I'm... Oh, no, sorry, that's not... That's wrong. No, I, it is 15. My strength is 15. I am a 16. Yeah. In that case, I'm going to see if they can break these bars. Okay, I'm gonna go back and get them and tell them what happened and ask them to break them. I want to do this like, uh, like, you know, in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, when the good robot Bill and Ted's bust through that door. I don't remember that. Okay, well, that's how I want this to happen. (laughs) Never mind. Uh, I want us to both just bash this door down. Okay, so you're just like running at it and like hitting it with your shoulder. What do you think? And yelling <laughs> and attracting uh, attention. I, I want to use my glutes. Like, I want to squat this thing up. Okay. All right. Do you want me to spot you? Uh, no, I want us to do it together. Together? We'll squat together? Yes. So you're, you're like, walking up. You're getting up against the gel cell, and you're going to, like, deadlift and attempt to just sort of, like, pull the wrought iron out of the, the foundation of stone that it's setting in. And, and sort of like push forward or something like that. That's what we're we're hoping that this is some like pig iron that these yeah. these uh, uh, goblins have or these uh, kobolds have used uh-huh. for this cell. Yeah, I mean it is like this is this is not this is not uh, a fine mage's towers gel cell here. Like this is not something you would see. You know this is this is not something that Nestool would have going down in Redspan. It's, like this it's, is it's this not is, the pleasure dungeons of this the southern <laughs> reaches. This is janky goblin dungeons, right? So so this this is doable. Uh, so I guess. Given that there's the two of you and that you're helping each other out, I mean, without one, without with just one person, that would be exceedingly hard, if not difficult, or like like impossible. But but given that there's two of you and you guys are pretty strong, so go ahead and let's do uh, a forty six strength uh, check. And okay. if both of you make it under, then we'll say that it succeeds. Uh, I got fourteen, and my strength is fifteen. I got a 15 and my strength is 16. Wow. Okay. So so you guys you you squat, you get your you get your wide stance, you squat, you start straining. There's <laughs> there's veins that are popping out. A little a little pipsqueak fart slips out <laughs> because you're just going so hard and you get to a point where the the iron itself gives maybe a quarter to a half an inch up and with that little jerk of momentum it goes even further and basically you're able to sort of clear the couple inches of the metal how it was sort of sunk into the rock and you can sort of then push it forward so that it creates like a, a little climby like you you can get on your your belly and sort of scramble underneath okay 
Is it stuck there, or do we need to like hold it in place? Uh, no, you you don't need to hold it in place. I mean, you need to hold it in place to lift it up, but you can easily like get a rock to like wedge, wedge it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not that you need to like hold it up while somebody passes I under. See. It's just that now it's really heavy iron that would just drop down. Oh, this could be bad. All right, let's let's infiltrate this uh, this cell. Voice infiltrate. Go. Clank, 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 gonna, by the I'm way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We made some noise. Yeah. I'm going to get on the other side and, and lay down some cover fire if anybody comes comes around. Okay. So you get through that cell and you get up to the to the main point. And if you recall, there's kind of a T between the cell where Furka was in that you guys just came from. And then there was another empty cell on the other side. So there's kind of a T where there's the main corridor. So, he, for, so you could watch that, Alois, easily. I don't remember being in this spot. Like looking at the maps that I've drawn, I don't remember being here. It's basically like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's wait for for just a minute. Like I'll belly crawl out of this cell and wait silently Mm -hmm. for just a, a few minutes to see if like anything rushes up the corridor from either direction. Okay. All is quiet. It's this is a dry. This is a fairly dry uh, tunnel that you're in here. This cavernous portion, but that one empty gel cell had a little bit of a seepy corner. So occasionally you hear a drip, drip. But otherwise, there's no footsteps. There's nothing to tell of your, you know, that anybody detected your presence. I have a bad feeling about this. Um. I will take out the um, hooded lantern that we inherited from Furka mm-hmm. and uh, try to light it up as, uh, as quietly as possible so that we can at least have a little bit of muffled light in the room with us. Yeah, you can do that. So just to, just to refresh y'all's memory, this is, the, this is the area, this is the cave that had the sign... Oh, okay. That read safety, security, and repose for all humans who enter. Welcome. And you went in expecting like uh, uh, hobgoblin uh, winches wearing coconut bras to (laughs) to welcome you. And you ended up fighting uh, not hobgoblins, but giant bugbears. And there was the old chieftain that sort of came in from the the solo room with the big big tree trunk club and laid into you. Okay. Um... This is the bugbear cave. Okay. They're sadists. They love to take prisoners and 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 maintain the the slave pits of the southern reaches of the lands. <laughs> uh, the the slave pits of the southern reaches. Um. Does it? Do I hear anything? Is anything like happening, or is all still quiet? All is quiet. Okay. Maybe they didn't bring him here. Well, do we remember, do, do any of us remember where that key ring was? Can we go fetch that and open the other yeah, jail cell? That's where you're at, Alois, actually. So you're in you're in the sort of central holding room where the guards would be on duty sitting okay. at a table playing cards. And there, there's like a, a big shitty nail like hammered into the wall, and there's the key ring there. Uh, so you have the, the keys, the two keys on the ring, and you can go open them up if you want. Let's go open the other uh, jail cell. 
Okay. So you do that. Uh, and again, this is the one that's a little bit drippy over in the corner. Uh, but it's empty. No! They didn't bring Where him here. Where is he? <laughs> This is like that scene in The Dark Knight where we went to where they had um, Harvey Dent instead of, uh, uh, who was it? Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Yeah, Katie Holmes. (laughs) Damn. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. You're right. It was Katie Holmes in the first one. (laughs) It was the same character. Shit. Yeah. Oh, so I wasn't wrong. No, you weren't wrong. Yeah, you were were right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Well, damn. <laughs> uh, I liked Maggie Gyllenhaal Hall better than Katie Holmes. I, I agree. Yeah, she was better. Let's uh, get out of here and try another cave. Okay. Um, yeah, we might as well. So are you going out this cave or are you wiggling back into the Cobalt Cave? Let's go out this cave. What do you think? Then we can yeah, see if there's well. Let's Alois? just clear it just to make sure. Yeah, let's clear it. You go first. Okay. Okay, so you're you're pacing around. Uh, do you want to move silently, or are you just moving? Uh, I'm going to move silently. Okay, go ahead and roll that. Uh, 14. Okay. I am silent today. Yeah, because you have like a 30-ish percent, so you, you get under yeah. that, and you're slipping and, and slinking around. Uh, so you make it to the mouth of the Bugbear Cave... Okay. And really you're kind of your 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 upslope of where the cobalt caves are, but just like, you know, twenty or thirty paces upslope. So you've gained a little bit of of elevation, but you are much deeper into the holler at this point. So at this point you are deeper into the heart of the caves of chaos and you come up to the entrance of that area and at this point it is dark like you guys have been underground for a while you were like moving gel cell uh, bars and 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 doing that kind of thing darkness has fallen and there are whippoorwills calling and the occasional uh like squeaky squeal of a tree frog uh, maybe there's there's a vernal pool upslope. You don't know. You ha- you haven't seen anything like that. But it is it is darkness and it is wild and it is you don't know what's out in front of you. And I can't see anything moving around. So are you at the mouth of the cave? Yes. Okay. So y- you are there at the mouth of the cave. And no, you can't really, you can't see anything. You do recall that further down slope and deeper into the holler, <clears throat> there is the uh, the dread owlbear grotto where you, where you fought with that beast. Uh, and so you know where that is and you don't see any, any light or hear any business from that end. But that should be like the next, the next cave that's that's along the the path here but you don't see or hear anything Mm. and we we haven't been in caves past that like further in then uh that is true well let's go explore in the holler um i've well okay sure let's do it i've got the the hooded lantern i'll just open the the hood a little bit more 
uh, so that I can see where I'm going and stay behind Alois. And I presume that my my friend Yotis will stick pretty close to me. Am I bringing up the rear? You'll have to yeah. stick close to me if you wanna if you want any light. Okay. Yeah, and I'll I'll get maybe fifty feet ahead of you guys just so I'm in the like I'll if I can see in the dark I might as well use that as cover. Yeah, you can, you can. And so you you take a number of strides. You get twenty or thirty strides out in front of your, your buddies that are waiting <clears throat> waiting there at the mouth of the cave. And at about that point you can see the entrance to the grotto that 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 entered into the the owlbear's lair and it is dark and and that was a natural cave formation it is wet it is drippy and there was no there's no carving or hewing of the of the rock foundation there and you see it clearly so it it is directly in front of you and you can make it to that in a fairly fairly quick fashion well i don't think they're going to be in there so let's keep Let's keep going deeper into the hollow and see if we can find another cave. Maybe we missed. My love is deeper than the holler. Darker than the cobalt cave. Stronger than Yoda's trying to rip the door off the hinges. So uh, you get about to the point where the uh, where the Owlbear Grotto is, and you you can see a fair bit of of lightness creeping into your to your vision alloy so so it's you're you're operating with your dark vision going and you get to a point where it looks like there's a source of light up ahead and it's it's a little bit difficult for you to see what specifically that is but i mean your best guess is it's got to be a campfire it's got to be some sort of some sort of light okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try to move silently and sneak up towards it okay it is uh, it is upslope, so you're kind of working your way around the bowl of this holler and looking upslope, and you can see uh, what must be some source of fire. I mean, you can't make it out because you're you're kind of looking upwards, and so maybe it's a torch that's like s- stuck in like. Uh, it's hard to tell. Maybe there's a campfire there. Maybe there's a standing torch, but you don't see anybody up ahead and if you were like if it was a campfire with a lot of people around you would certainly be seeing that uh, I'm going to try to sneak up and maybe circle around it Okay. so are you going to go on the uphill side of it yes okay so it's fairly open as it stands and so you are you're circling you're giving it a wide berth you're, you're clearly staying out of the the edge of the the dancing light from this from this fire uh you're a good ways away from that and you're circling around to the north and sort of sort of maintaining the boundary you get to the point where you're relatively clear and free of any sort of vegetation and you see uh that basically there is a a much larger cave mouth than what you've seen previously and so the worn path that leads through uh, the copse of trees uh, approaches what would be assumed to be a more traditional sort of rock shelter that just gives way into into a proper cave. So I'll just read you a little bit of, of text here. So a faint foul draft issues from the 20-foot wide cave mouth, which is the entrance, entrance to this place. The worn path 
through the copse of obscenely twisted and oddly bloated small trees of sourwood give those approaching along its length an eerie sense of unease. And as soon as they enter the cave mouth, you get the sense of lurking evil that pervades your senses. So I know you're not actually entering into the cave, but as you approach the periphery of the uh, the torchlight, which you see immediately next to the cave mouth, there is a position where there's a torch that's just like a, a torch holding. It's illuminating the entrance to this cave. Somebody left uh, left the left the light on for you. Is that mo- hotel? What is that? That's not hotel Holiday Inn. Hotel Six. It's that. It's that dude that does uh, the NPR game show, right? We'll leave the light on. Tom for we'll you. leave the light on for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Aloys. And it stinks like evil. Uh, there are twisted and bloated sourwood trees that grow along this portion of the of the slope, and as the torchlight filters through their branches it's almost as if uh their shadows are reaching out and grabbing at at you as you as you approach the entrance so to the shrine so just of to evil be clear chaos. like the, these trees are they obviously different like can we look around and be like oh yeah this place is evil or is it just kind of like an ominous feeling uh, luke will you repeat what you said no i mean it feels very ominous <laughs> <laughs> It feels it feels to- totes ominous, <laughs> like like hashtag ominous. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this is this is a place that truly feels uh, removed from time. It feels ageless and dead, sort of like at the, at, the, at the same time. And just overall, you get a sense of 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 desiccation and decay like the the hills the hill slope is very is is dry and 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 dusty you have these scraggly trees that are bendy i mean they're kind of bulbous but at the same time this this dry coniferous forest like at this point you've got like pine needles that are sort of crinkling under your under your feet and i mean it's a good thing this torch doesn't just happen to drop to the the forest floor you'd have a hell of a fire this is not smoky approved negative what do you do, Alois? I'm gonna go into the cave. <laughs> I am. I am gonna know the dry, tinder-like undergrowth in case we have to run away. I'm dropping that torch and starting a forest fire behind us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, we're gonna completely transform this northern biome, aren't we? <laughs> You enter well, the cave it's mouth. Like it's a, a fire, uh, a forest fire biome. I mean, oh, that's true. I guess it's a fire prone ecosystem. It's, yeah, it's a fire prone ecosystem. You're right. Pr- you enter yeah. the cave mouth and you have a dim awareness of the lurking evil that awaits you. Uh, red strata of the rocks twine with the bulging black veins that run through the hewn rock walls beyond the entrance to this cave mouth. The wide Whoa. corridors and chambers are deathly still. A faint groaning sound and a shrill piping may occasionally be heard, barely perceptible, but since it's Alois and Alois alone and he's moving silently, he can hear that. Are they like pan pipes? Uh, or what do you mean by piping? Uh, just uh, whistling as if uh, air is sort of breathing through oh, okay. these carved hallways. I, I was just thinking of uh, 
what is it? Arthur Mackin's uh, pan story. Oh, the great god pan. pan. Yeah. The great god pan. The the floors are smooth and worn by the tread of countless feet. Uh, the footsteps echo alarmingly if you're not cognizant of it. And you have to be really careful if you want to muffle your sounds. You get that sense, Alois. You're moving silently, but you get the sense that once you get within the uh, the sort of rock shelter and into the hewn corridor that's in front of you, that if you were not taking steps to watch your step, that it would it would create an echo that would reverberate down the corridor. Okay. Are there... Um you may have said it and I missed it, but are there more torches? Like, is the whole thing torch lit? Nope, it's a single it's torch. Just front. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to get out of the torchlight <laughs> and, and stay ahead of the light and use my night vision. So you're heading into into the cave? Yeah, and I'm going to kind of motion to the to the other two, like, come in, but, you know, give me some space. Okay, so you come in and it is dark. At this point, I'm going to leave it up to you all to map as you will. Okay. But it, but it is important to sort of know directions. Okay. Give me, give me, yeah. give me one second to yeah. get some graph paper. That's fine. If you need oh, some, sorry, let Doc. Me know. I've got some. I just kicked Doc in the head. Hey, pup, 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 pup. Can you hear me? Puppers. Puppers. Hey. That's what pup, I call pup. them. <laughs> Did you say doggo? Doggo. Hey, doggo. <laughs> He's got a badonkadonk. He does have a badonkadonk. Let me see. Cute dog. So back to the matter at hand. Uh, Alois is in this room. Yep. How big is the room? So you're coming into a natural cave, uh, rock shelter that leads down a corridor, but quickly you determine that the corridor, Alois, has been carved and hewn into sort of a 10 foot by 10 foot main corridor. But in short order... That corridor gives rise to a much larger chamber that spills out in front of you probably 20 20 paces forward and then some unknown number of paces to your right, which would be to the north, and then some unknown number of paces to the left, which would be south. So, so basically, you hit a T in the road. You empty out into a larger chamber that is clearly not natural. It is hewn from the, the mountainside. Okay. And you're using your dark vision. And are you entering into this chamber? Yes. Okay. Um, and Yodis and I are going to wait sort of um, outside the cave entrance about 10 feet or so away. Okay, so uh, you come into the room, Alois, and you're moving silently, so you're not making pitter-patters of your feet. You're making the slightest of swishes as your moccasins barely touch the floor and, you know, your, your cloak is, is scraping along the bottom of, the, of the, you know, the, the rocks at your feet. But you're being quiet. Uh, you enter into the corridor and you're sort of hugging the left wall and taking in the 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 larger chamber that's in front of you and you see a number of i guess uh people that seem to be in devotion like there's some number we'll say a half dozen or so uh cloaks that are sort of kneeling and sort of at rest up against the wall of this chamber. So you, you wouldn't be able to see them as you come in. They're just sort of at rest and maybe they're asleep or maybe they're in silent prayer. 
Um. Hmm. I am going to. What am I going to do? None of them are moving or anything. No, you've you're you're staying a good ways away, like in the neighborhood of twenty to thirty paces. Uh, but it seems as if it could be about you. You count there are like eight of these individuals in these clerical robes that are on the far wall on the northern portion of this of this chamber, sort of with their backs up against the wall. It seems like they're just sort of like crouched down. If you were like. Uh, sliding down the wall and sort of sitting with your your knees up against your chest and your head okay. down, but they're they're all covered in cloaks, so you can't see. Are I mean, I mean, may, it's presumable that, that I mean they might even be just like 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 corpses just laying there. Yeah, are are any of them? Do any of them seem like they are dressed differently, like a higher type of priest? Nope, they all seem to be wearing. It's hard for you to tell with your dark vision, but these are sort of striped robes you get a sense of that but you don't get any sense of color given that you're seeing through through your dark right. vision lens it's just the contrast of these two colors all right uh i'm gonna presumably i had an arrow knocked at this point but if i don't i did i do now okay uh and i'm gonna kind of sneak closer and see if they're alive okay so you get within about 20 paces and there's still no no movement it seems as if they are either asleep or dead um, are there any rocks or anything I could pick up? I mean, you might be able to find like a small pebble. Like if you, if you look around at your feet and, and take a yeah. step to the right, you can pick up a small pebble and you could use that and throw and hit one of them. Well, I, I, I want to see if I can throw it like away from me to make a noise in like the far corner. So if they are awake and snap to, they look away from me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you absolutely could do that. I will do that. Okay. So, so you pick up a pebble and like you take a step over to the right and you pick up a small pebble and it's smaller than even like a marble. It, it would be more like a, like a small coin, right? But you're able to throw it and arc it. And the, the, the ceiling is fairly, fairly high. It's 10 or 12 feet, something like that. So you're able to sort of arc this pebble so that it, it sort of gets maximum clattering. And in doing that, uh, it hits and upon that noise, the, the figures, stand bolt upright and rise to their feet. Uh, and what you see are a number of shambling figures in these various robes. And you can't really see much of them, but they seem to be uh, coming alert and walking in the general vicinity of where your, your pebble was clambering. Okay. I'm going to slowly back up towards the, uh, the main the main corridor back out and so, um, let them keep walking away from me. Okay. So there's eight of them, like I mentioned. You do that, yeah. but the two that are closest to you, and they're still just like 10 or 20 paces away, uh, you start to, to move backwards and and they their their heads automatically turn towards you and you see the desiccated faces of of dead clerics staring at you through soulless eyes and all right and with that they see the movement and they see you and you are shitting your pants and they they come at you in a shambling fashion I'm going to throw an arrow at them and then run <laughs> back to my buddies. Okay, so you can go ahead and let loose your first arrow, or the, the, the only arrow that you have notched, and let's go ahead and do that. Natural 20. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. So, uh, so you let fly, and so go ahead and roll. Well, that would be max damage. So, what is that? Uh, I think it's a d six. Okay. And do you get yeah, any modifier? D6. Any modifier to that? Uh, no modifier. Okay, so you plant an arrow into one of these things, and it it sort of like is pushed back a half pace, and it slows it a bit. It was the one that was coming at you first, uh, but it it is sort of knocked down. And it's it's there, but it's not it's not fallen. Like it's it's gonna start sort of regaining its feet in the next round. So so you let fly, and you're gonna fall back to your buddies. Is that right? Yeah. Well, are they like how fast is Shambling? Like, could I keep ahead of them, but keep throwing arrows at them? Like as I back up towards my buddies. Uh. Well. So two things. One, you're not more than like a round of combat to get back towards. The oh. main entrance of the cave. So yeah. I'm not for sure. We haven't resolved like where your guys are. Presumably, you guys are within the peripheries of the of the torchlight. Uh, yeah, we're ten feet outside the cave. Yeah, uh, standing side by side, we have a hooded lantern. Uh-huh. Um, it's casting a faint light. Yep around us and we can see as far into the cave as the lantern light will let yeah, us. Yeah, so so reasonably you're going to be able to reload and backpedal at the same at the same time and at that point you're going to be in there with your buddies and these okay. these uh these undead will be sort of funneled into the mouth of the cave. Okay. Well, I'm going to do that and uh I'm going to say uh we got company and they're dead. Is that how you say it? Yes. <laughs> Roll what? Uh, the one d six here. One d six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. So, uh, yeah. So it's game time. It's initiative. These guys spill out, and they are—they're more than just shambling. At this point, there's a mad dash of they're these, fast of these undead clerics, and they spill out. One of them is on Alois, and then the other two are making tracks towards uh, Gustav and Yodas. So they they won initiative. So we'll go ahead and and move through this. You can see that they have fairly large. I guess cleavers are the best words. Like these are these are chopping axes. These are some serious serious uh uh delimmers <laughs> as far as the weapons that they're using but they are undead and they are uh uh presumably some sort of acolytes or something from a past life but they are they are on y'all so give me a second to make sure i've got my my monster attacks table ready to go here but okay. but that's what we're going to be doing what did you do seemed like a good idea at the time i think i saw you throw a rock at one of them it was away from them. I just didn't move silently after they got up. You're a thief. <laughs> I, always move silently. So what's everybody's uh, uh, ACs? Um, Four. Yeah. Armor class? Yeah. Yep, armor class. Four. 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 The four across the board? Okay. All around, yep. Four across the board. <clears throat> Where's the one that I hit? Who's who's okay. it on? Uh, so it is coming towards you, and it gets to you first. So it's rolling, uh, and it hits. Oh no! Ugh. Oh no! Oh gosh! 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 <laughs> it does four damage to you. So it has basically a cleaver that it's that it's swinging at you, and it <laughs> right in your face. 
Oh, I bet that smells terrible too. Yeah, it's like it's like the worst. This dude hasn't brushed his teeth in at least a couple like, of years. He ate a rotten bologna sandwich and then breathed it on you. He's like, I don't even care. <sighs> Gross. Uh, Gustav, the one that attacks you, swings and misses. It flails. Yep. And then, likewise, the one that that swings and attempts to hit you, Yodis, misses. So, so they're kind of herky jerky. It's like the one that got nailed uh, is has picked up speed and sort of like powered up and is on top of Alois, but the other two are still a bit herky and jerky with their attacks. So that's what happens. Uh, the other five are spilling out of the mouth of the cave, and they are similarly garbed and armed. So now over to y'all. Uh, we'll go ahead and proceed with, is anybody moving from their current state? Um, nope. Then not if there's one in my face. Okay. Alois, you have a, a, an arrow knocked. Are you going to attempt to, to shoot any of the character or any of the, the monsters that are away from you? Cause you're not going to be able to fire on the one that's immediately on you, but you could fire on the other two. Mm, yeah well can i get my sword out this round and hit or not yeah you could you could uh drop your yeah you could do that i'm gonna do that just because there's one on me okay so so you you have dropped your bow and the arrow that was knocked and you draw your sword so we're moving then into magic do you have anything cleric um i will go ahead and bless the party okay you are blessed oh crap uh, I just dropped thumbtacks everywhere like Mick Foley. Um, everyone gets a plus one on your attack rolls and on your saving throws. And maybe on your armor class. I will look that up in a moment. Okay. Do you have a turn on dead or anything? Uh, I do not have that memorized. No. Okay. As of, uh, up until today, we have not faced any undead. So I did not think that was a priority. Fair enough. Okay, so we will move into hand-to-hand combat. At this point, we are just down to John's character. John, are you going to lay into these dudes? They're they're on top of me? Yeah, there's one that's on top of you with a meat cleaver. Yeah, then I guess I'll kill him. So go ahead and roll to hit. <laughs> I guess I'll kill him. D20, right? That's right. I rolled a 12. Okay. One moment. Plus your strength. Oh, wait. Plus my strength? Plus bless. Plus yeah, two, plus so bless. 14. Uh, plus one for bless. Plus one is 15. Okay, so you hit, so go ahead and roll damage. That's 1d6. Uh, you tell me. I mean, you're rolling with an axe, right? It's presumably the same thing that you've it been is, doing. It is 1d6 plus your strength bonus. Plus one Five from bless. Plus two, plus three is eight. Yep. So eight. Okay. Yeah. So if, if you don't have the damage for your for your axes written down, like on your equipment list, that might be something. I to, do. I just okay. forgot because okay. it's been a while since we killed things. <laughs> so you <laughs> you swing at at this uh, at this dead acolyte that's on you, and this ghastly monster is rend apart. Like once you make a solid solid connection with one of your axes it it is like you're cutting through a mix of of old brittle bone and 
bits Lettuce. of like dried jerky. Like it just sort of yes. it gives like given that you have something with sufficient force or a keen edge, you're going to shear through this uh, and you do. So you you cut this thing from from shoulder down through torso and it goes down. This is how we sharpen our axe. <laughs> and so are you just for just for uh, clarity's sake, you've got your other axe in the other hand. Is that true? Or do you have are you holding? That's the true. Tr- I okay. do. OK, so this guy is down and you're not within axe distance of, of anything else. So so that was oh, your turn. But fine. now you're like dual wielding as you as you tend to do here. I do okay. tend to do that. That is my signature move. <laughs> so uh, that's round. Now we're back around. So we have a zombie that is on. Oh, we have a dead acolyte that is on Alois. Are they zombies? You said the Z word. <laughs> uh, and then the one that's on Yodis is dead. And the one that's on Gustav is still there, too. Okay. Uh, so... Let's see here. So you guys attack, and now we're back around to them. So uh, the one that's on Alois is going to swing in a, and try to attack. Okay, so the one that's on you, Alois, it swings and it misses, but with Gustav and Alois... Gustav, you take three. Alois, you take four points of damage. So okay. these things are swinging these these cleavers, and and while I said that they were zombies, like within the traditional sense, that's what they are. They're they're dead uh, people, but they seem to have a bit more motivation and a bit more focus than just your standard old like shambling like re- like Ramiro zombie. They're, are they revenants? They're they are they're they're wielding meat cleavers. So and they're they're wearing like priestly robes. So they've got a little bit more sense. Who? What? Uh, which one missed? Uh, the one that was on you. Was there? Are there two on me at this point? Uh, and now, so so beyond that, that was the the immediate three. But there's five more, and so we're gonna have two more that are coming up on you, Alois. Right, but you said I took four damage too. No, you, not not this round. Missed. Like you took four damage. Oh, last round. Okay, I gotcha. I just I don't want to double market. Gotcha. So, uh, Gustav, you're taking another three points, and Yodis, you're taking five. Uh, so at this point, five. Yodis and Gustav both have uh, three of these zombies that have, like, swarmed you. And then, Alois, you have two of them that, that, that are all sort of coming up on you like a spider monkey, but they're not able to land a hit just yet. So at this point, you're all three engaged with these things and you're illuminated by the torch light and you're at the entrance of the the evil uh, uh cave of chaos here in front of you i bet fire would be great against these guys so at this point we're making a round so does anybody have movement that they would like to declare nope does anybody have missile combat nope, nope. does anybody nope. have magic uh, I am not sure. So earlier, last last turn, um, turn undead is not a spell. It's an ability that I can use each turn. Right. So um, I don't know where this would fall in the um, initiative. We'll do it within the magic here. Okay. Yeah. But I want to try to turn undead. Okay, cool. Um, and so on page 15. I like it. There's a table. And so I am level two. So look in that second column. Yep, I got you. And then um, it says, 
I'll, I'll read this to you. So you look at the table and I'll read you the text. Um, it says uh, seven, nine or 11. Whenever a number is listed, the cleric has a chance to turn the undead monsters. The player rolls 2d6. So I have those. If the total is equal to or greater than the number given, the attempt at turning undead is successful. Okay, yep. so let's do that part of it. Okay, so I'll roll. Uh, can't well, can I turn these things? Uh, you can attempt it. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I'll roll the two d six, and I rolled five. Okay, um, and it says when the attempt at turning undead is successful, and I'm not sure if it is. So you tell me. You, the dungeon master, will roll two d six to determine the number of hit dice of undead monsters that turn away. Okay, and it says at least one undead monster will be turned regardless of what you roll on your dice. So at least one of these guys is going to turn and start walking away from us or shambling or if you're successful. Well, nope. I, well, if I'm successful, yeah. Right, so right. you'll, you'll have to determine that. Right. Um, but I rolled a five and I'm so actually, I guess, Oh, I'm trying to roll over. So I'm probably not successful. Right. Yeah. So you attempt it and you you raise up your your hands and you say evil spirits be gone and get on out of here and they just turn all of them and it's kind of it's kind of freaky because they all turn to face you at the same time and they go and they just sort of give you like an unearthly like like devil squeal right in your face and it's uh do they also pull out a an electric guitar and play a metal riff no but it's it's harmonious and it sort of echoes up throughout the night sky and so it's almost as it i mean it's 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 like a half dozen uh undead voices all hit the same like pitch at the same time and enter into some sort of weird uh eric zahn sort of harmony and so it (laughs) (laughs) so it's reference it's un it's unholy and unsettling and they're all staring right at you the power of payroll compels you (laughs) they are they are non-plus ah damn it okay or they're plus i can't (laughs) okay well that's my so they're pretty plus and that's my turn okay they so and can you attempt to turn undead again? I can. Okay. I, well, I'll I'll read the text again, okay. but I believe I can. Okay. So that was magic. So now we are into hand to hand combat. So Alois, what are you doing with the two dudes on top of you? How close is the torch? Uh, from you, uh, it's it's not it's not within reach. I mean, you're, you're within a move action of it. Like we're gonna say you're within like thirty paces, but you're not there at it. Okay, I'm just going to swing with my sword then. I thought maybe right. if it was in arm's distance, I could nope. grab it. Uh, but the next time around, if you want to like move up to it, you're certainly within the... like You can easily get over to it. It's just that we didn't we didn't sort of decide okay. that before. So, so yeah, so you're you're uh, 10 to 15 paces away from it, and you've got your, your, your curved sword and two dudes on you. So go ahead and swing away. 17. Okay, so that certainly hits. Go ahead and roll your damage. Two. Okay. <laughs> Not impressive. Okay, yeah, but I mean, you do some damage to to one of these fellows, so so you take off like you take a take off an arm and an elbow, but unfortunately, it's not the arm that's holding the cleaver, right? Uh, okay. No. So, what about you, John? You've got you've got three dudes on you and two axes in your hands. Three dudes. Okay, I'll attack one of them. Okay, swing, swing. 13 would are we still doing the blessings and stuff yep yep so that works that all carries so plus three 16 okay so that hits uh are you gonna attack the other one with your offhand yes okay so go ahead and roll it and it's in a negative four negative four 
I rolled a d20. Okay, so that one does max damage. So with that one, with your offhand, you kind of like do a graceful uh, uh, sweep and behead that one with your axe. So there's not even a need to really roll damage because max damage will do do one of these things down. Now the other one, go ahead and roll your damage. So it's a d6 plus whatever your modifiers are. Six plus three is nine. Okay, in... in uh, in fashion, as we've seen over past sessions, you are the monster slayer. So with your other axe, you you it's just like you're you're swinging a Louisville slugger and hitting these dudes like off a off a off the tee. Like you're you're playing tee ball. You are the chosen one. <laughs> and these soft the and so heads are flying right. So you got two zombie heads that just go wide, and you felt- I hate all of you monsters. <laughs> so two of the three go down. You still have another one that's uh, that's flanked you that, that's there, uh, but you take out two of the three. So so good on you for that. So Thank you. I uh, appreciate your compliment. <laughs> so that's. I think that's everybody. So now we're back around to the monster. So let me go ahead and make notes here. I'm going to try and turn undead again. Get out here, undead monsters. Go down. <laughs> Go. Put hard times on Gustav Rose. That's right. Put hard times on Gustav. <laughs> He's got to try to turn undead twice in one round, baby. <laughs> Mike has no clue what we're referencing at this point. <laughs> Probably not. Nope. That's okay. Oh, Gustav, you take eight. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, one of you, one of you did one okay. of one of these guys just laid into you with a with a meat cleaver and did some did some serious damage. So three of them are all around you, and yep. one of them just brings it down in an unholy, an unholy uh, literally uh, cleaving, literally an holy cleaving. Oh, they weren't chanting or anything. It's just you can tell. They didn't. They didn't take too kindly to you trying to cast them away. They have their earbuds in. I can tell they're listening to Ghost. They're bopping. <laughs> okay, and then the other ones are swinging wildly and missing both Yodis and Alois. So that's that's good uh, on you guys. Okay, so we're back around to beards. you. Uh, as far as movement, is anybody moving? Nope. Nope. No. Alois, you're not moving. Uh, I want to move towards the torch. Okay, so so idea. so you are up against the wall of the the entrance to the cave, uh, and there's a torch that's beside you. Are you gonna like grab it or anything? Yes. Okay, so so keep that in mind. So we'll just so we'll get onto that. So missile combat, nobody. Nope. Uh, magic. Or, Turn on dead, baby. Go ahead and go ahead and roll it up. I'm gonna roll it up. Roll high. Roll high. Not low. Oh man. <clears throat> Are you sure it's not like under that number? No, it's it's <laughs> over, man. I'm sorry. Okay. What did you well, get? I didn't get not it. Good. Nope, not good. <sighs> I'm feeling for you, dude. Because you're third level, right? Uh, I am. Yeah, should be. Yeah. Hang on. Well, it won't matter on this roll, but it might have mattered on the last roll. But I mean, you're third level. I thought I was second level. Oh. I'm. <laughs> it says I'm level four. If that's true, then I turn these guys automatically. So wait just a second. Okay. So we can just start playing that so, this round. Yeah. Um, uh, well, so so here's the thing. So you are level four. Yep. Uh, but these guys are not turned as if they're regular zombies. Ah, okay. Uh, so what did you I roll only, the first I, time? I rolled, the first time I rolled a five, the second time I rolled a two. So I've been rolling pretty low. Okay. So... Likewise, likewise, you try again and it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but but you you know that you should be able to turn these fools 
if they were just your standard run of the mill zombies and and they're not they're not caring so something something's funky with them but it makes sense they're swinging cleavers and they're wearing these weird acolyte robes they're not just like uh like corpses reanimated there's more to it than that okay yeah uh but but yeah that's so that's good to good to iron out Okay, so that's that's magic. Now we are into hand-to-hand combat. Alois, you have a torch in your hand, and do you still have the sword in your other hand? Um, no, you don't. So, uh, no. <laughs> tell me. I mean, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sheathe the sword and grab the torch because I'm gonna try to burn these things because they look okay. they look dry and papery and like they're gonna go up real quick. Okay, so you've got two on you, and you're gonna you're gonna try to attack one of them with the with the torch right with the hopes of like yes. setting it on fire so that would make sense they've got these robes that they're dry they're they're like beef jerky you should be able to set one of them on fire so go ahead and roll your attack deluxe slim jims 17 again okay oh. that hits so go ahead and this improvised weapon we'll go ahead and say it does uh 1d4 that's actually what it does is 1d4 oh I like it. So that was four, you said? Yeah. Oh, plus, uh, do I get a bonus from Bless for damage? Yep, you would. Um. Okay, so the, so that thing, you smack it and you smite it, and it's still actually smoldering and burning. So there's going to be some persistent damage that takes on that it takes on after this round. So you, you knock the hell out of it. You wallop it with that torch. Cool. Okay. Uh, so that is Alois, and now we are over to Yodis. Uh, what's up? You got one on you. You you took the heads off of the other two. I'm gonna try and finish this one off. Swing itty swing. Swing itty swing with my good hand. Thirteen plus three, sixteen. Yep, that does it. So so uh, go ahead and roll some damage. Five plus two is seven and that's plus one for bless right plus three is eight yep. yes so you swing and you likewise demolish this other one it's it's almost as if that holy blessing that was bestowed upon you pushed you over the edge and you were able to sm- like smite this thing into the next into next week uh you have felled all three of the the undead acolytes that surround you uh your your buddies around you are going to need your assistance next round. So, so, so keep that in mind. Yotas is here. <laughs> Never fear. Awesome. Possum. So we make a round. So there are three that are on Gustav, our cleric. Uh, two of them whiff widely with their cleavers. And then the third one <laughs> swings and, uh, Gustav, you drop like you 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 pull a turtle and you duck. <laughs> my <laughs> head the, goes into my yeah. chainmail, <laughs> and the cleaver takes off the head of one of the others. So, so he totally fumbled and and uh, beheaded one of his buddies. Oh, uh, so fantastic! That was, that was a little bit of a little bit of humor that gets dropped. <laughs> Alois, you have two of these these jabronis, and they just can't seem to get their act together. So so they're swinging wildly, but but they don't they don't behead one another or anything crazy like that so that's that's act, that's the actions of the of the baddies now we're around to you guys as far as movement is anybody moving around no nope Yotis? Am I within murdering distance you'll have to move you'll have to either move up to gustav or up to alois 
Gustav. I move towards Gustav. Okay, so you get over towards Gustav, and you're on top of him. Now we're at missile combat. Nobody has missiles. Uh, now we're at magic. Is the cleric going to turn? Nope. Uh, he's decided that Payrun is favoring the mace. Gotcha. So moving on past that, we're in hand-to-hand combat. Alois, you've got one of these jabronis. You've got two of them that are on you. Uh, one of them is smoldering, and his his robe is is burning him to a to a crispy crisp. The other one seems to be un untainted. What's up? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna swing at the one that I haven't hit yet. Okay, go ahead and swing. Six. Okay, so you swing and you miss. You've got this flaming torch, and it's you whiff wide with it. Uh, but uh, the the flame, the thing, sort of like like lurches backward out of out of the reach of the flames. Uh, okay, so we have then Yodis. You are next to your compatriot Gustav. What are you doing? And there's the monster trying to kill him? There are two of them, yeah, and they are untouched. Okay, I'll swing my good hand at one of them. Okay. D20! Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, so that one, you just, I mean, whenever you do max damage with these axes, it it obliterates them. It does what you need to do. So so you truly are just a killing machine, because you've, you've got a couple nat 20s that you've rolled here in the past past round in this one uh on your offhand go ahead and roll it uh i rolled a 13 okay plus the enchantment and my stuff is 16 uh-huh but you said it's also minus four right that's right yeah so all of that 12. together means you miss that one so you 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 sort of swing so hard that you do a little bit of a pirouette like you spin around like a little ballerina and and you take the head off of one but you miss with the offhand uh am so, i a pretty ballerina uh well i mean i would say that you are uh, a ferocious ballerina yes <laughs> not a dainty ballerina no you are you are the antithesis of dainty you bludgeon one of the heads off of these these acolytes. So so with that, there is one more standing at Gustav. And Gustav, swing your swing your mace. Nineteen plus. Hang on. Yep, I rolled a nineteen. Okay, so go ahead and roll your damage. That is a five, okay. including bless. Okay, cool. So you you do a, a an unholy smite to this thing. So it's a little bit misshapen. It's like a it's like a, a bruised pear, but it's 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 slowly sort of getting itself back up with the next turn. And so that's round. We have one that remains on Alois. The other one, Alois, burns to a crisp in front of you. So the one that you hit with the torch burns up. But you have another one. You have another one that's on you, and then there's one that's on Gustav. So they both swing and miss. Uh, both of you, they, they, they've got these, these pretty fearsome looking weapons, but it doesn't seem like they can do too much damage. I mean, if they do damage, it hurts, but, but beyond that, it's not like they have any sort of like high, high level of accuracy here. So they both miss. Okay. So we're now around to you guys. As far as movement, is anybody moving around? No way. No. Okay. Anybody doing any sort of missile combat? Nope. Nope. Any sort of magic? Let's try it this time. Okay. Well, so hang on. There's one on me and one on Alois. That's right. Okay. No, never mind. Um, I'm going to wait and swing my mace. Okay. And then so we're to that. So hand-to-hand, Alois, you've got one that's untouched on top of you. What are you doing? Swing the torch again. Okay. Swing it, swing it. 19. Okay. So that hits. 1d4. And I do four damage. Okay. Uh, and is that with the bless or without? 
Oh, without. Uh, oh, okay. So five damage. Okay. So it is still smoldering this this fellow in front of you uh and then yodis what's up you've got one your buddy gustav has one that's sort of like in between the two of you it's my turn to kill it is yes <laughs> a time to kill oh no i've run out of luck five plus three eight okay so that one, so that one misses are you gonna roll with your offhand uh yeah because i like murdering <laughs> if they're already dead is it murder 16 plus three that is 19 minus 4 is 15. Yep, that hits. So go ahead and roll damage. 5 plus 3, 8. Yep, so you slay the, the zombie that's in yes! front of you. You drop it. I mean, I think, I think, you, I think you're at 5 of these, of these fellers that you fell. Uh, <laughs> so at this point, there's one that's on fire that's in front of Alois. Uh, and just to sort of speed things up, it's, it's on top of Alois, but it's burning, and the three of you guys can like move up on it. And it's like trying to like like hit a flaming like rolled up carpet this guy's just like <laughs> like a flailing like corpse in a robe so you're able to to quickly subdue and take this this evil acolyte down and so you have smoldering robes amongst you and 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 there is an undead burnt uh burnt smell of human flesh all about you uh do they have any kind of symbols or anything that uh, Gustav would be able to tell what what they are or what what they're doing. Uh, well, so you look over them and they do have those battle axes that I mentioned. They're they're kind of almost like meat cleavers, like they're they're short hafted and broad headed, and so they they look more like cleavers. But they're but they are an axe. So if you knew how to use an axe, you could do that. And then they seem to be wearing some sort of amulet around each of their necks. Uh, that that has like a, a a ruby gem held on a golden a golden chain. Do I recognize it? Mm, not offhand. But... I'll I'll take one of them. Okay. Well, oh, <laughs> well <laughs> hang on. Are they, are they doing um, anything with my stank eye? Do they glow? Uh, yes, they do. These are magical. Um, oh. I take one rat. So knowing what I know from <laughs> the last time we've done this, I'll take the um. The let's see, I have a dagger, so I'll take the dagger, uh, I'll pick one up, and I'll drop it into the bag with the uh, herbs that we collected earlier. Okay, and not actually touch it with my hands. Okay, got it. So you have one of these amulets on the chain that you dropped into the burlap bag. Yep. Uh, you are standing at the entrance to this evil cave of chaos. Uh, Alois is holding the the torch that was placed there almost as if it was the welcome sign that says, hey, come on in. And <laughs> girls, girls, girls. Hey, girls, girls, girls. And you 